Hello, happiness seekers. I hope you're having a wonderful day. My name is Claudia Mitura. I'm a work psychologist, and I'm here to explore the best happiness hacks from the leading experts around the globe. This is a little bit different episode because guess what? This is the final episode of series three. I mean, oh my God, I personally don't believe it. But during the series three of Ant Happiness, we had the chance to hear from 26 different experts on so many different and varied topics of happiness, from achievement and how to avoid burnout to X factor, so how to apply our strengths to find more meaning in life. I really do hope that you enjoy this journey as much as I did and you also find it insightful and beneficial. I know that I've learned so much about my own happiness. And this episode is a more of a friendly conversation over coffee, really, about happiness with someone that I know, Phil Street. So Phil and I know each other from working together on a few projects within hospitality sector, including twice performing together on a stage in Leicester Square in a springboard pantomime. We were doing that and we were getting silly on that stage to raise funds to support young people joining hospitality sector. Phil is the founder of three businesses, all operating within the hospitality sector. He is also the host and producer of the award-winning Hospitality Meets podcast, when he shares inspirational stories of individuals who make up the world of hospitality. And in our conversation, we specifically talk about what is happiness? Can we define it? Do we have our own definition? What habits are helpful in sustaining happiness daily? And how can we stay inspired in and motivated in life? Because let's be honest, we all need that at different points of our life, week or a month. I hope you will enjoy this conversation. And Thank you so much. I truly, truly mean it. Thank you so much for listening to Series 3 of And Happiness and being with me on this journey. Whilst I'm preparing for Series 3, please stay in touch. All of the information about unhappiness and also all of the information how to contact me if you would like to have a bit of chat are on andhappiness.co.uk. I would love to hear from you. You can also sign up for my monthly pod letter so you know exactly what's happening and when the Series 4 will be launching. You can also check out my email course on happiness in which I'm providing key scientific insights on well-being and giving you a practical action that you can implement straight away to boost your happiness. You can also follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of practical tips on happiness at and happiness official. I dare you to be happy. Thank you so much again. And I see you very soon. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Phil. Hi, Phil. Hello. Oh my God, long time no see. I know, this, it's like what nothing's changed really since the last time we met, has it? I mean, the last time we met, we were doing pantomime in 2020, I think. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, just only a few things change in the world. I am so excited and thank you so much for joining and happiness. My pleasure. Very big question. 
to start with, how do you define happiness? Yeah, I mean, wow, that's it's a big question, right? The uh, and when you sent me over the the questions, I did, I had to ponder this for a second. But actually, I think what I knuckled it down to was actually achieving something that is close to some sort of balance. I break it down into four components, really. That's my own physical well-being, my own mental well-being, the well-being of the relationships that I have, and career. By breaking it down, you allow yourself to focus on individual things that make all of those things better. But actually, for me, the real point of happiness is that it all starts with you. None of the others. All Well, actually, the phrase that I always have used is, don't forget in the pursuit of happiness to look after yourself first because everything else happens after that. Mm, really nice. I like that. And I truly, truly support your definition because we know from occupational research that happiness is not only about feeling good, but it's that overall experience of well-being, that overall life satisfaction. And you bringing on there's very specific components. Fantastic. I really like the definition. We can leave it there if you want. That's probably going to be the peak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Obviously, hospitality sector. We're both very passionate about the sector. We work yeah. in the sector. You are very influential in the sector. What happiness looks like in the hospitality sector currently? So much things has changed. And maybe how that compares with your personal definition that you just shared? I think, again, that's a very difficult question to answer because I think what is happiness to me is not happiness to somebody else. So to answer on behalf of the industry, I don't think I'm qualified to do that. I think the one thing that I'm eminently aware of which hospitality is really working hard to doing is improving the well-being of people who come and work in your business. And I think that's a really great place to start. And I think there are major steps being made towards progress in that area, but I think there's an awful long way to go. And it needs, as with most things, it needs concerted effort, little and often all the time and then we'll look back in five years time and go wow look look how far we've come it's fantastic that we're recognizing that happiness is not longer good to have or it's just like a fluff we actually know how important it is in the workplace so important isn't it i mean like there's so much been written about this around the fact that if you look after your people and keep them as happy as they can be when they're in your four walls they do their best work you know, which means that your business improves, whatever you know, especially in the world of customer service, right? I mean, when you've got, you're responsible for giving people amazing experiences as they come into your business. It should be the same for an employee when they come into your business as well. So it all feeds itself. And of course, then you get a better business. It's more productive. It makes more money. It can do better work and so on and so forth. And it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. But I think a lot of the time we get bogged down with being, busy you know because it is a busy sector and especially on the back of pandemics everybody was itching to get back out and, and experience hospitality I think we've got to be able to reflect on where we're at and where do we want to get with this and thankfully that's a conversation that's consistently on the agenda now 
You know, Nick Marks is a happiness statistician. I mean, what a cool job. And he said that miserable people do miserable work. And as brutally honest that sentence sounds, especially I think in hospitality sector, that sentence applies. Because without the employee happiness, how are we supposed to generate customer happiness? And in the end of the day, Hospitality industry exists for that happiness of customers, right? So I think so great to hear that that conversation is continuing and it's now at the center within the sector. In your definition, you mentioned very specific components, but you also mentioned kind of working on those components separately. I'm just wondering what habits help you maintain happiness daily? It's easier to be happy when everything is gravy around us. But what about especially on the days when we might be having difficult emotions, difficult situations? What kind of habits helps you maintain happiness long term? Let's be frank, these moments are inevitable, right? I mean, that's actually been one of the secrets for me is to understand that that is the case. Because there's a lot of times in my life previously, I'm in my mid-40s now, let's say, late 20s through into late 30s, it was all about head down, power through, you know, just crack on kind of mentality. But actually, the greatest learning that I had in this space was to make sure that you're keeping yourself inspired. And whatever that looks like for you, that's going to be different for everyone again. And that's not just about being inspired at work and finding your purpose and all of that sort of thing. There's, other, there's probably another conversation to go into about that. A lot of the time we focus on the why. I think Simon Sinek says start with why. But actually, we need to be focusing a lot on the what as well. And the greatest example you can give around that is that you look at the health sectors and teaching and education. You couldn't hope to have a collection of people who have a stronger why as to why they go into the sector. But actually, there's the biggest disconnect at the moment in both of those sectors. There's you know, many, many people leaving those sectors because of the what. And that is the pressure that's being put on them, the hours that they're having to work and all of that. And you can translate that into your own life for me as well. Is that the greatest routine that I have is that my morning routine is sacred. If I change that, it changes me as a human during the day. And the greatest part of that is actually around the exercise and mindset stuff that I do. If I don't do that, I know that by the time that I get to three o'clock in the afternoon, my mood's dropping, my energy levels drop. Then I enter into bad habits where I might, you know, have a chocolate bar or something like that to try and elevate, which leads to the wrong kind of cycle to get into. So this is going to be different for everyone, but the morning routine for me is a massive, like it's a non-negotiable for my own personal well-being in terms of how I find the greatest happiness throughout my day. Phil, except that you're blaming a lot on that poor chocolate bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a time for a chocolate bar, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's not get excessive here. I really appreciate that. Good morning routine, as you said, setting those behaviors, setting those mindset, And it's so important that we really follow those habits, right? It's so easy to say, oh, don't worry. Today, I'm not going to yeah. meditate, do yoga, go for a walk, exercise, eat healthy, whatever it is. But actually, it has a, such a knock-off effect at the end of the day. You also touched a 
around maybe those kind of difficult moments, like the pressure, like some challenges. And again, is there an ideal workplace out there that doesn't have it? Doubtful, because there is lots of change around us. There is lots of things we cannot control. And on top of that, we also have personal challenges as well. And we need to get out of our comfort zone many times. So what specifically you do when it comes to boosting your resilience in those moments of challenge? Maybe it's going to sound a little bit like an oxymoron when I say this, but actually one of the things that I do is step away from the moment. If I feel like I am being consumed by what's going on, if there's a deadline that needs to be met and the pressure's there, whatever it might be, you had a to-do list of five items by the time you're an hour into your day, that five items has gone up to 15 and you're just not making any kind of headway. Actually, again, that comes back to what we we're talking about earlier on around the powering through can be very counterproductive in that moment. Actually, the headspace to clear down the emotional reaction that you're having to the stress, I find like incredibly important. Sometimes we forget the most powerful solution is the most simpler one, which is really taking that pause. So really interesting. You mentioned also inspiration. To stay inspired, tell me more. Well, I'm late to the party on this one. This is something that I realised maybe <laughs> only even about two years ago. Why I learned about this was was actually doing exercise. And there's little moments of music as an example that if you're listening to it at a certain time and you're struggling at the time to... I don't know, maybe you've got five minutes to go on the treadmill or whatever, and you're just hitting the wall a little bit. And then this music comes on that really gets the adrenaline going or something like that. And for me, I'm afraid to say that, you know, that would be somebody like System of a Down, you know, (laughs) something very high octane, aggressive, you know, but it gets the adrenaline going. By the same token, I found that actually, if you apply that into the workplace, certainly for me, I love music. So that's one of my places to go in any kind of moment of toughness is that fight just find the thing that gets you smiling again it can be as simple as and this is going to be d- different for everyone again you've got to go and spend time to go and find your spark because it can be in music it can be in podcasts I have to say that it can be <laughs> in movies whatever it is walking the dog i don't know just going out for a walk and connecting with nature whatever it is you've got to understand and there's bound to be a list of easily five to 10 things that bring you joy and they're simple to implement. And I think when you find them, and certainly when I found them, it was a game changer in terms of my productivity across a day, because now I've got these external elements that I can bring into my life that give me that inspiration that helps me lift myself again and gets me past whatever it is that I'm trying to get past. Oh, I love that. I really do. You know, we're all very much aware about triggers, like so events and situations that cause maybe that stress, those very anxious responses that we may have. But actually on opposite spectrum, there are something called glimmers. So exactly that, those little moments of joy. So for you, music, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Movies, especially movies that bend your mind a little bit. I love... (laughs) Ooh, you like yeah. a challenge, Phil. <laughs> I love anything by Christopher Nolan. I'm all on board. Even just stepping away and having a chat with somebody, like 
you know, I can take massive inspiration from that's probably one of the reasons why I started the podcast because I take huge happiness in talking to people. And especially if you're kind of head down focused on laptop, you know, chomping away at the keyboard or whatever, and you're just not finding the inspiration that you need. And, you know, the best thing for me certainly has always been to step away and go and have a chat with somebody, but make sure that they're in a position to chat with you because that's, you don't want to disturb their happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, that's another key point for me is that, and this is something that, again, I think has just come to me as I get a little older, uh, <laughs> is that actually the happiness of other people around me is as important to me as my own happiness. Like if I feel I can have a positive impact on somebody because I'm not having the greatest day or whatever, whether that's somebody that works with me or whether that's my wife or my mum, my dad, whatever, then, you know, that's actually that's a massive part of my identity. Final question, Phil, because, sure. you know, we can be chatting here for hours and hours. Indeed, yes. But time is passing quickly. Any practical steps that you would like to share with listeners to implement something to help to boost and sustain their happiness? Many. I think the routine, as I said, find your own routine. That's what works for me. Go and spend some time and really figuring out when you get the best out of yourself. I'd also find time to go and learn what inspires you. And yeah, all of this is a reflection thing for me. And I think reflection on where you are and what you're doing and, you know, in these moments of adversity that are inevitably going to hit you in your life to be able to come through the other side of that as quickly as possible but making sure you're dealing with it in the right way I think you've got to be reflective about yourself like it all stops and starts with you you can't put the blame on somebody else for your happiness like you're responsible for that and if something's not working within that whole arrangement then change it but you've got to be able to then give yourself the time to be able to analyze that in your life. And that's where the secret is, I think, for me, is that give yourself time to figure out what it is that makes you happy. And that sounds like such a simple statement when you say it like that, but but it's massively important, right? And we don't give ourselves enough time sometimes. Absolutely. I always say that, unfortunately, when you're writing your to-do list, where is happiness on that list? Yeah, it should be number one, right? Absolutely, it should be number one. You know, how am I today ensuring that I am happy and making that positive impact in the world? No, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Phil. It has been lovely to chat to you and discover more about your happiness. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you again so much for listening. I really do hope that you find this conversation with Phil beneficial and gave you a bit of chance to reflect of what are your happiness boosting habits? How are you ensuring that you're increasing your happiness daily? My formula for happiness is really about practicing daily gratitude. So this is us really looking at feeling grateful every day. Enjoying ordinary moments, taking time to really enjoy the smallest things that we love in life. It's about taking creative breaks so our mind has time to really stop and move away from thinking. And that especially works for me when I'm quite anxious. Spending more time in nature and really reconnect with the beautiful planet around us. Applying our strengths to things that we love. And for me personally, that is work and and happiness podcast. 
engaging in random acts of kindness so we can be able to build those meaningful connections and building those happiness boosting habits and really repeating them every day so that we are sustaining the happiness over time. I dare you to be happy. Head to endhappiness.co.uk to find out more. And I see you at the season four later on this year. Bye.